Welcome to the Hunter's Hub. Tonight, your host, Fortuan, joined by co-host Morg Danny. Oh. How's it going? Oh, boy. It's been an absolute crazy last two weeks. Um, yeah, sorry for being sick earlier, but um, yeah, got a lot better. Feeling pretty good. Um, yeah, the last week was just absolutely insane. Actually, the last two weeks, yeah, absolutely insane with what was going on in Monster Hunter and at work. Yeah. Your tree project, uh, yeah. yeah. Did you guys get that finished? We're trying. We're trying to get that community center all together. I mean, it's it's quite a lot of work. the The ground is completely frozen. Trying to put trees and shrubs into the ground is very difficult. Laying out frozen sod also very difficult. All in the middle of a snowstorm. I mean, dynamite always works. Well, we don't have <laughs> a license to I blow things yeah. up. Um, ordinance uh, yeah. especially when there's utility like, lines in the ground it's just it's just more mess and yeah then you know the former foreman and superintendent have to answer for all of that and then you know there's lost jobs and contracts yeah it's it's just probably a, not the cleanest way to do loss things. of life usually yeah, yeah it's just it's just yeah. messy all around mm. <laughs> <laughs> well unfortunately uh we traded out pan today because she got sick so um one we'll we'll, the three of us will get back together one day hopefully yes hopefully yes (laughs) of course usually what happens if i get sick is the show gets canceled for the week (laughs) (laughs) oh no so i tend to soldier on most of the time i've cut it i've cut it off once or twice because i haven't felt good um, but it's been extremely rare. Uh, anyways, yeah, because I mean, this is episode. This will be episode 136. Oh wow! Yeah. Um, I'm still really bad about editing the D and D one. I should have, but <laughs> uh, well, well, I'll get there. Yeah, we'll get there. We'll get a lot there. of going on this week. So, um, yeah. So we're 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 sort of just. Uh, catching up on games we've been playing still um last week morg you missed my deluge of so many games that i have beaten recently uh i think at the time it was six uh and eight if you include two games that i was just finished with and probably will never go back to. oh wow um so yeah uh i'm still not playing a lot of monster hunter Mm -hmm. or any at all i have not touched it since uh, my fifth fatalis kill Oh yeah. Um, I am kind of done and done. Even though there is a lot still going on, uh, especially the AT Volcano that people seem to be having problems with, mm-hmm. more excluded. Um, yeah, yeah. I've been able to solo which it. Is, you know, yeah. I've I've been able to figure her out. I well, it out. Sorry. Yep. I know. It. I know. It. All right. All right. Um. I told you it's gonna oh, happen. Mork. I told Slip you. Slip of the tongue. I, so all right, guys gals and everybody all hunters i don't know why we assign genders to monsters like why does this happen right we do it with oh i don't know rathalos because it is a male and rathian because it is a female and diablos at least black diablos we know is a female mm-hmm. a regular diablos could be either or so like there are reasons in the game to assign he she that kind of stuff mm-hmm. like kieran a lot of times people refer to it as a he because of the beard but i mean technically you know we don't really know the gender 
So like I don't I don't, I don't why do we do that? And, and I guess that is a person thing. Like you know we call boats she, and cars she a lot of time. Well, my reason for it is because like, one Velcana is very elegant and regal, and you know is. So Elsa and very Elsa the dragon very Elsa like yes and have you seen the lashes on Velcana? Oh my God! It, when 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 he's all glistened up and you know it's all prettied, you know with that frosting on it. Have you um, have you looked into the Velcana's not, eyes? Not to humble it's brag, like big fluffy lashes. You know, very feminine. Not to not to humble brag, but a lot of people used to give my daughter compliments of like, "Oh, you have such pretty eyes and eyelashes." And then most people are like, oh, it comes from your dad? Yeah, it comes from your yeah. dad. <laughs> All the best features I of a woman that on a waitress always one come time. from the father. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I just, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I get it. Well, I am just saying lashes don't have to be feminine no. as well. No, no, no. Everybody um, gets traits from half and half, you know. Not that I do anything to them. I don't, I don't even, I wouldn't even know how to do anything to them mm-hmm. the only thing i know how to take care of in the face department of grooming is my beard and that's it um yeah so yeah i don't know that's it's just always a rant i have because it's like why well, i don't understand like um this might have came up and I, I have i ever told you more about the story about duck flipping? no no you haven't actually so this is like middle school story. Like me and a good buddy in middle school um, were hanging out at his stepdad's house, which was literally next door to his mom's house. Oh. And uh, it there was like a duck outside and it bit me, right? Oh my God. And I was like, ow, he bit me. And he was like, haha, how did you know it was a boy? It's like, I flipped it over. Yeah! <laughs> I was just like... Quick, uh, quick thinking. So for middle school, a little for a while, I got called duck flipper. So I have stopped assigning genders to things I don't know the gender to as a result. Oh my so god! So that might be a me. You've thing. been emotionally scarred for life because of one duck. It has to ruin everything. I mean, it's not emotionally scarred. It's it's just it's just it's it's a reason why I don't like to assign genders to animals if you don't really know the gender. Out of fear that they might bite you, and you'll have to flip that, them over. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, just, I just made it up. I just, I made up the fact. I mean, it was just a joke, but yeah. Uh, Anyways, yeah. There's a lot of Monster Hunter stuff going on. Um, I will say, I talked about this last week, Morg. Mm-hmm. Um, so you weren't here for this, but um, I started playing this game, Torchlight ah. Three, and Torchlight, if if you know, is a Diablo clone. Yes. Um. And I'll call it a Diablo cone to better describe, because ARPG is what they're usually called, mm-hmm. and ARPG is not a very descriptive genre. Um, but basically, isometric loot hack and slash, essentially. Mm-hmm. Right. Torchlight comes from the some of the defunct people from Blizzard North, uh, and if you don't know who Blizzard North is, Morg. Mm-hmm. Blizzard North is the people who essentially launched the genre with Diablo. Now, there were Diablo-like games before Diablo, but nothing to that caliber, I would say. Right. Um, so Diablo was the first big one that really got it going, um, and it has spawned so many since. Titan Quest, Grim Dawn, 
um, Path of Exile that we played for side quest. You know, yes, yeah. All of those kinds of games come Path from the people at Blizzard North who made Diablo. Well, Blizzard North split from uh, Blizzard uh, in several different ways. There's a lot of different people who made those games, and uh, a lot of the big people who were part of it and made Torchlight and Torchlight Two and Torchlight Three subsequently. Um, so Torchlight is sort of like from the same minds that made Diablo 1 and 2. I don't no- normally like Torchlight. And that's the funny thing is so many, so many people hold up Blizzard North as these amazing developers. Yes, they did some great stuff. But as far as story goes, they were terrible. Um, anything that goes with story, you can actually think Blizzard proper for anything on Diablo's story which is a, a big misconception that a lot of people have see more I'm, I'm sorry I'm just I'm going off in a rant because I it's my favorite genre we haven't got to do the top 10 of those <laughs> no one else plays it hey hey you know somebody somebody has to be a representative of this okay somebody has to you know be the voice you know it might as well be you if it's not gonna be yeah. anybody else you know yeah well okay so Blizzard North weren't really awesome at story Torchlight story is actually pretty serviceable, so they gotten better about it. Or they might be new people doing the story stuff. Who who knows, right? Right. In fact, um, well, I, I won't say new new people. No one at Blizzard North was doing the story. It was Blizzard proper doing the story the whole time, right? Because uh, they couldn't be they couldn't be arsed to do it in the first place. Um, <laughs> um so. I'm playing Torchlight 3, and I don't like 1 and 2, but 3 got me hooked. And, I, and, and I'll, I'll do this pitch all over again. People have already heard this last week. There is a class, uh-huh. okay? Imagine this. I am not a steampunk fan. I will preface this. Not very big into technology. Don't like guns, that kind of stuff. Right. I like my sword and board, you know, Monster Hunter, D&D, you know, those kind of not a whole lot of mechanical steampunk stuff, although Monster Hunter delves into that a little bit with Gunlance, but it's okay. That um, and with the Steamworks set, obviously. Yeah. Uh, Torchlight, traditionally very steampunk, has guns. There are a lot of steampunk classes. Yada, yada. Right. There is a class called the Railmaster. I, I mistakenly called him the Conductor last week. <laughs> the Railmaster. He is a guy with a giant handlebar mustache who builds a railroad... For his pet train to follow him around with three turrets on it. That is pretty badass, actually. I like that concept. It's weird. Like, it's very Tom the Tank Engine and Doom put together. Like, just picturing the idea of just like a train just coming in. Instead of going choo-choo-choo-choo-choo, it'd be like choo-choo-choo-choo-choo-choo-choo-choo-choo. Now, you don't actively have to build the railroad for it. It's just wherever you walk is the railroad. Oh. He's essentially building the railroad as you okay, walk. Okay, so that's a neat gimmick. But, yes. So, and then all your skills are either train focused or hammer focused. Uh. And I love this. I beat it. I even hit max level. I hit end game. Oh, already. wow. And I was like, I was like, ah. Oh shucks because <laughs> like because like i liked it a lot but then i hit end game and it was just like <laughs> yeah i i don't blame you because like well, i experienced the same thing when i was playing the first torchlight um where it was very mm-hmm. um 
it was good. Like, it was a good immersion. Like, it was good game experience. Um, it didn't really feel like it was ever about the journey. It was, well, sorry, it never felt like it was really much about the the destination of the journey. It was about the journey. Um, working your way up to the top. That really felt really nice. But then once you get to the very end game, um, yeah, it, it kind of drops off. Um, so I, I can I can relate with where with where you were feeling once you'd like maxed out that character like it didn't really feel like there was anything else that the game had to offer and then it was just like okay well i guess i'm moving on to something else um that's not entirely true really i do want to hit all classes to i liked it enough i want to see now this might not be because they're good because the rail master is what draw draw me in, drew me okay. in. Okay. Um, what other classes are there? I do want to take the other three classes. So the other one is a uh, is called the Forged, and it's literally a steam powered robot that has a sword and shield for an arm. Ooh. So like, there's a sword arm. There's a sword, the shield arm. So it's like a he's like your traditional like sort of tanky guy, so, except he's a robot. So kind of like a warforge in D and D, like with what was it, Return to Ravnica? I think. Oh no, wait, except no, Return to Ravnica. He's full mechanical, whereas a warforge is mechanical and biological. Um, if if you know if you know warforge pretty yeah, well. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Even though they're still immune to all that biological stuff like poison and whatnot. Yeah, and they don't um, need to sleep. They're still, in a lot of ways, still biological. Um, but they're not They're not fully mechanical. They're not fully robot. This guy's fully a robot. He's fully like a steam-powered, steampunk robot. Yeah, yeah. Um, with Warforge, I think they have sentience. Your, your items are so cool. So, like, one of the items is the hatch that goes over your chest gun. So you also have a chest gun. So that's the two... So everything has like two trees and then a third tree. The third tree is a relic that is like common across all, um, all classes. Okay. There's seven relics, and you can and you can put a relic on any class. Right. So my rail master had the electrode, which is a bunch of lightning damage stuff. Um, I gave my, um, f- uh, well, I just said it. What it, what he was a couple minutes mm-hmm. ago. Uh, I gave the robot dude cold heart because haha he's a robot yeah. right um, so he just bunch of cold damage skills and someone's an ice golem that's fun oh that's um, awesome um, so like I gave him that but the, the, every class without that without that relic they have has two trees and his two trees are uh, the chest cannon and the melee focus stuff like his his robotic arms okay stuff. that's cool. So I started out with a build that was the robotic arm stuff. I got to level 11 and was like, I really don't like this. Like, I really don't like this class. Mm-hmm. Um, so I scrapped it, deleted the character, started over with the chest gun focus stuff. Love it. It's so fun. Like, I there, there's... So that kind of was like, all right, so I want to try... The other ones is the Dusk Mage, which focuses, focuses on light and dark magic. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a little different because most of the times like magic user, like, uh, I think Torchlight 2 had the Ember Mage, which was fire focused skills. Um, and then the last one, I had to stretch my brain here a little bit. I don't remember what they're called. They're essentially an archer. Oh, it might be either guns or bows. It might be a hunter or a trapper because I do remember in the first one, there were only three classes and I believe they were the barbarian, the alchemist and the trapper. Um... Yeah, I think I got those. Yeah, I, I never played one. I played two, 
Um, I played two about this time two years ago, actually, mm-hmm. right about the time I moved back home, and I just got disinterested. Of course, I got I lost a lot of interest in a lot of games at that time yeah. because of personal reasons, obviously. But um, yeah, I was I remember no, actually no, it was one year ago. I forgot it was one year ago, not two years ago, um, because I actually got to go to the Paul Bunyan show for work, which is a logging trade show that we do for work. I was. I remember being on the drive. Uh, my mother was driving. I was in the car, and my girls were in the back seat, and I was playing on the Switch while I was talking to my mom. I remember being like, I just don't care about this game anymore. Yeah. I literally, I just, I don't want to take another step. And I just put it, <laughs> put it down. <laughs> that, was, that was the end of uh, Torchlight 2 for me. Um, so... Yeah, so like I got really into Torchlight Three. I've I've taken uh I've not gone as hard on it as I did with the Railmaster as I am with the Forged. There you go. There you go. Just I had to think of it. Um, but it's still fun. Yeah. I still enjoy it. I like the end game. I but I think the end game really requires because the end game essentially is get better loot. Mm-hmm. And eh, like there's not there's like a fun mechanic for doing that that I like, but it's still eh. Like, there's not, like, a, a big goal to it or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas I feel like that was a little different in Diablo. Uh, Diablo 3, specifically. Which is which, I, which I'm much more attuned to since I've been playing that off and on for eight years. Um, I like Diablo a lot for its endgame. Uh, it essentially does boil down to the same thing, but it doesn't have... I don't think Torchlight has the variety to crazy change your build with items. No. They no. just supplement things. Yeah. So you can't you can't change you can't fundamentally change how you play based solely on what item you pick up whereas Diablo that happens. Yeah. So it makes it it, it makes it like okay, I'm well, I was going for this build now I just need to optimize it. And then with Diablo, it's I'm going for this build. But if I optimize it, I'll be able to do this harder, harder content. I can already do the content. It's just a matter of getting through it. You know what I mean? It's just a matter of getting the gear that I really don't care for in in um, Torchlight. Right. So I want to basically get all the classes to the max level to experience them all. And then I'll be done with it. Um and I've done this with a lot of games. I mean, the amount of hours I put into Titan Quest is insane. <laughs> Even though I've never fully beaten it. Um, and my brother and I have been playing through Diablo 1 again. I don't know if you've seen, we've been online a couple times where we're not in. I've actually reorganized our Discord here to actually have different hunting room and then other games. Because, um, you know, Monster Hunter Rise comes out. There's going to be a lot of people wanting to hunt, so I'm going to create multiple voice channels for hunting because I know of at least 16 people that are like, let's hunt together. And I'm like, I mean, they're groups of four, and I know like 16 of you. <laughs> yeah, that's the issue. Um, Yeah, that's that's the hard part is like, you know, you have when you find a bunch of friends that you want to be able to play with and you want to allocate your time to all of them, you know, fairly, but you can't really. Um, 
you know, it depends upon like, you know, like what their scheduling is as opposed to yours, who is available when, and, you know, there's so many factors into, you know, being able to uh, play with everybody. It's kind of hard sometimes. Like I've, I've actually had that kind of trouble for a little bit, um, where I'll run into new players and I'll help them. But then, you know, other groups will be like, you know, they'll send me an invite and I'm like, well, I can't really just leave this guy all by himself, you know, to hunt all alone. It's not fair. So, you know, I'm going to have to stick with him because you guys already have your group of three. And I know that you saved your spot for me, but I I can't fit that gap right now. Uh, I've had that multiple times. And then there will be days where... Like, I've gotten everything that I need to done, I'm exhausted, I've done a lot of soloing, and then somebody will send me an invite at, like, 11.30 at night, but I got work tomorrow, and I gotta get up at, like, 5 o'clock. I'm like, oh, shit, now had to be the time when you, (laughs) no, and I'm like, sorry, Mm -hmm. and I just turn off the PS4, and I'm like, I'm going to bed. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I mean... I've always had that problem because I'm I'm very much a night yeah. owl, and when I can actually get to play, this has been true for most of my gaming life. Most other people are like, I'm about ready to get off, and you're just starting. Like, sorry, I mean, I'm a dad with kids. Like, if I'm playing, it's going to be after they're in bed. Like, <laughs> I mean, I wish I was collecting Serb checks right now. I'd probably be making more money not working than I am working right now, but. I don't like income tax, <laughs> and I'm below the poverty line, so I get money back for for working. So, I mean, I have no problem with that, um, and I do like the people that I'm mm-hmm. working with at work. Like, it, it, It's a good group, but, I mean, like, you know, I guess it's just, you know, it's, it's about prioritizing your time very, very well, um, but, yeah, mm-hmm. like, uh, um, unfortunately, a lot of the people that I have been playing with they're not working, you know, and I've even like started to find out recently that more of the people that I'm playing with now are like 10 and 20 years younger than me. <laughs> so I'm like the old man of the group. Oh my God. It's so funny. I oh, know. Wow. Yeah. Well, that, that happened to me when I played Overwatch. I yeah. told you about that. People were calling me daddy Fortuan Cause it's like, you're a dad and that's funny. And I'm like, you're how old? Oh, I'm in. I'm a. I'm a sophomore in high school. What? Yeah, no. Like I'm talking to this one kid, <laughs> and he's like, and I'm like, how old are you, bro? And he's like, I'm 13. And I'm like, holy shit, you have language worse than I do. You talk like a trucker, and you're 13. Oh my god, it, it's just so damn funny. When I mean, that it was yeah. a cool thing in my school to talk like that when I was in third grade. So <laughs> I remember learning the f word in third grade. And I kept that a secret from my parents for the longest oh. while until I started using it. I was like, oh, fuck. And they'd be like, where did you learn that word? And I was like, uh, a couple of years ago, but I never bothered to use it. Sorry, slip of the tongue. And then they'll be like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> oh, no. My parents fully know where oh, it came no. from. It was nah, like, that's good. That's amazing. I will, I, I will never, never forget the first time I said and heard the F word. Um, we were the the four of us. So my my parents and, and my brother and I were in, were in the car driving back from something, and mom and dad got in an argument in the car on the way home. Not like anything serious, right? Yeah, just you know, normal normal marriage. Yeah, stuff. very minor. Don't worry. I, 
I was very safe kid. I was a very safe kid. Nothing wrong there. They were just having a normal, healthy argument. Yep. And um, my dad gets gets angry, and he gets out of the car, and he just yells, "Fuck!" And he just slams the door. So I was like, "Okay." So I got out of the car, and I yell, "Fuck!" And I slam my door. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> he turns on me on a dime, and he's like, "Don't you ever say that word!" And I'm like, <gasps> "Okay." <laughs> <laughs> That is a very I'm, yeah. I'm like I must have I must have been like seven or eight when that oh happened. Oh my like, god, it's exactly the same as me. Yep, that's uh, so funny. Oh good stuff. Good stuff. Oh jeez. Uh, yeah. So uh on that note, uh I have also been playing World of Warcraft again. Really? You've been playing WoW. Um Yes. Um so uh, a bunch of my high school buds um were like Hey man, we haven't talked in a while, and uh, and I, I since I've moved back home, they're all still here. But I, I I I met them. We had like a big like reunion. Like uh, there was like about seven of us that used to hang out back in high school. Oh yeah, and we had a big reunion. We had a picture and everything. Um, you know, just before I moved back, uh, I visited from Dayton here, and uh, I was talking about the fact that I was moving here. Oh yeah, we will hang out all the time. Of course, that didn't happen. Everyone's got busy lives and that kind of right. stuff. So one of my friends is like, "Hey, we're all playing WoW again." They were more into WoW than I ever was. I never actually played with them too much back in those days, mm-hmm. but I played on my own and with some other people. So they got me back into WoW, and actually, they actually paid for a month of my time with in-game gold. Um, they were actually just that rich. Oh wow! In the game. So it's like 130,000 gold to do it, which is an insane amount of gold. Um, and I was like, geez, okay. But uh, so they, they got me a month and uh, yeah, I, I already hit max level. It took me one week and a day to hit max oh, level. Oh, jeez. Because uh, they squished the levels. So it used to be like, what, 130, 140 levels, okay. right? They squished them down to, to 50. Everything just got squished down, down to fifty. Oh, that's weird. So what ends up happening? Yeah, it, it's weird, and 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 I don't know how familiar you are with WoW. Mm-hmm. Um, I was never really big into it. I only I only got to max level once, and it was in Burning Crusade. So we're talking the literal first expansion to the mm-hmm. game. Um, you know what, what was that? Two thousand eight, two thousand nine, something like that. Maybe even earlier, two thousand seven. Yeah. Um, I was, that was the, it, you know, peak of me playing. So I'm, a lot of this stuff is very new to me. Um, but basically what ends up happening is they've got all these expansions, like 10 or so expansions over these years. Right. And, um, um, you end up hitting level 10, you pick your starting area. There's now two starting areas to pick from. And once you, once you're done, once you hit level 10, they sort of like, okay, here's the main city for either your horde or alliance. I always play horde because I like monsters and I get to play a tauren, which is basically a minotaur. So thumbs up. Um, love the taurens. Uh, so I, you know, I'm always horde. So I go to Oregamar, which is the orc capital and also the capital of the horde. Um, and then they're like, okay. Now, out of all these expansions, pick one, and you can go level up in that that expansion. So you never... It used to be, it would be like, okay, so now you're 
level one through whatever is the base game. Level whatever through whatever is Burning Crusade. Level whatever with whatever is this one. This one. And you go. You used to have to go through all the expansions. It took a very long time. You now pick one expansion to go to, and you will hit level 50 before you finish the questing in that right. area. Usually. And I did. So I was like, cool. And there's a new expansion coming out here in a couple weeks, I think. Shadowlands. Um, so that will get you from 50 to 60. Um, so they're already scope creeping the level cap again. But hey, I mean, it needed squished. Um, and they may not scope creep it like that again. Who knows? But um, And we don't know how long WoW is going to survive, too. And not that it's in danger or anything. It's just like... It's been going for so long. Um, but anyways, it's been enjoyable. I have been doing it lightly. I'm not like addicted to it like some people get. Yeah. Um, I am doing some quests with heavy guidance for my friends because, my gosh, this guy, game's quest lines are complicated. They always have been. So, like, I'm on a couple quest lines to basically get gear so that I can go into heroic dungeons and do get better gear. But mostly it's there to socialize with my high school buds. Like that's right. Which they all played Monster Hunter, but they're never been that into it. Um, I will say the first time we played games together in years was Base World. And it was about halfway through Base World's content when they dropped off. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> there was that. Well, before I was into even into Crown yeah. Hunting, um, they dropped off. So yeah, um, that's it for my side of the story tonight. Uh, I don't think I've been playing anything else. Uh, still, I haven't even worked on Sunshine this week, Mario Sunshine. I was, but I just, I don't know. I just didn't right. do it. Oh, oh, duh. I forgot. Uh, Ancient Gods, oh. part one. I did the stream, which you were... You know, one of two people watching. Yeah, so, yeah, the Doom content that, was, that just came out, the new one. Yeah, yeah, the expansion. Oh boy, that stuff is hard. Now I know you were watching, but um, Tyrants, which are the the remake of Cyber. Yes, I remember that. Two of them came out, and they crashed your game. <laughs> they were just too intense. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, and I was like what is going on like and then uh, do, were you were you watching or paying attention when um i walked into that room and i was like man why do they keep throwing tyrants in these close quarters yep. like, I don't get it. like that is so bad and then the door locks in front of me and the door locks behind me and i'm in a room that's literally the smallest room of the whole night and I, there's like one tyrant just face to face with you and i'm like I was just saying this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Like, why would you do this? Uh, although I ended you. up killing it fairly quickly. I was just like, oh, okay. I, I mean, I, I really just messed that thing up. Okay. Apparently the double barrel still works really well on a, a yeah. tyrant. Yeah, but... they just want to punish you, man. They want to make you cry, you know? They want to make you feel like you're really in the world of Doom. It's all about the immersion. Oh, they, make, man. they want to make you feel like Doom guy. It's kind of like how Arkham Asylum, everybody who was, like, raiding this game, they're like, this game makes you 
feel like Batman. And I'm like, oh no, everybody's doing this. Even IGN is guilty of this shit. I'm like, no! But yeah, no. That that was absolutely brutal. And it, <laughs> I actually can't wait for next Wednesday because, yeah, it's going to be really, really fun. Um, now, I did go back and get that seeker that I promised I was going to get. You know how I, how I missed it? There was a button. Oh my god. It was literally just a button you have to press, and it opens up the secret, and you go back there, and you get a bunch of stuff for opening the button. I was like, I because if you if you remember seeing, I was like, I was just hemming and hawing, like I know it's mm-hmm. there, but how do I yep. get there? Like I don't understand. It was just a button. I just missed a button. Yeah, that's all. And I was like, oh, jeez. I didn't even look it up. I just played through again on my own, which I did. So it's actually the third time I've went through that content. Um. I did it fairly quickly. This game is so tough. And the funny thing is, like, I'm not playing the hardest difficulty. I'm not playing Nightmare. I'm playing Ultra Violence. So It's still pretty difficult. You know, out of four... Div- oh, yeah, no. Yeah, Ultra Violence, I'm still fighting two tyrants in a freaking spiral staircase. Like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's just... yeah. Also, my inexperience with streaming caused a lot of issues to begin with, a lot of lag and that kind of stuff. I was like, oh, the graphics on my end are actually going to determine how much I have to upload? Okay, yeah, I guess yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, it uh, does, well, yeah, it it does drastically affect. Like, it, it can make a stream very choppy. Like, it may be good on your end, but then, like, once it's being broadcasted, it can actually uh, pretty... It can affect the Twitch stream yeah, very, very so... nasty. So... So, to to describe the graphics levels that are given in this game, right, just as a general, like, there's, like, low, medium, high, all, uh, and then they go into traditional Doom difficulties. They go ultra-violence, nightmare, and then nightmare, <laughs> right? Of course it would. And, it, yeah, it, and it's basically ultra-nightmare is the highest level of graphics, everything that Doom can handle. When I am playing on my own... That's what I can do, and it maintains a fairly close to a 60 frame per second. That's how good my computer is. The problem is, is that Twitch can't handle that. Re- they can't handle Ultra Nightmare. No. Um, unfortunately, my internet can't mm-hmm. either. So I had to bump it down to medium to get to that quality. Now, granted, it was really smooth once I bumped it down to medium for the yeah. stream. Um. So next time I will be bumping it down to medium as just a thing, but I haven't been playing on my own because I don't want to spoil. I kind of want to like save it for the stream and kind of savor the game because I blew through it on my own when I wasn't streaming this game. You know, back in March when it came yeah. out. Um, so I think streaming it has actually kind of given me a nice like, okay, I'll just be excited for the next time mm-hmm. I play it. Um, and if I ever miss anything or need to hone up on something, I can do it off stream uh, like i did like i missed those secrets and i was like okay i'll go back and get those secrets mm-hmm. uh, and we'll be good so i'm i'm looking forward to that uh, but yeah those are the only things i did so morg you're still playing spook fest and at volcana yeah. so let's let's get into this at volcana okay stuff. so how is okay, it so for the AT Valkana, there's a couple of things that make it very, very different. One, it's got a stupidly huge health pool. Two, it hits really damn hard. And three, um, you're fighting it in the Elder's Recess, but it's it's in the area where you would fight AT Nurk. 
And so you've got access to like the two pillars at the very top and then it goes into the other area where there's the ramp and then the cliff side that you can climb up with the vines um, moves on there. So, oh, okay, sure, yeah. yeah. But um, in particular with this uh, AT Valkana, it's actually got a couple of new moves that it uses. Um, one of them in particular... Yeah, most ATs yes, do. Yes, yes. Um, I can't say that um, the one where... Um, Belkana, like, uh, I think this is, like, a traditional one that it's always had access to, where it was able to do, like, the breath, where it, like, launches a whole bunch of icicles down on top of you, um, where it combos into yeah. a breath beam attack that it fires a full 360 degrees around, then it jumps into the air, and then Ooh. comes down, and then drops, like, the, the Elatrion exploding ring, where it comes out in, in, like, three rings, or four, whatever it is. Um... Okay, so it's just it chaining. Chains, so the yeah. 360 is new, but it has a 180 sweep. Yeah. So yeah, it still um, has the 180. But it's sweep. chaining. It's chaining tacks it already had, just giving it more range. On yeah, exactly. Um, it does have a um a unique attack where it will do um the 180 sweep, but it goes and it turns around to full 360. With that move, what it does is it creates sort of like um. I don't know how to describe it. It creates kind of like this fan blade of lines of ice that spike up out of the ground. So, mm -hmm. and also on top of that, it also has another breath attack where, like, you know how it'll do, like, the frost, where it breathes the frost down in a line, and then it, like, shoots up in explosions of ice? Well, it does that, but there's also one where it's not just a line, but a T-formation. So what'll happen is you'll roll out of the side, but you're still in direct line with the T, where it, it shoots like one line mm. straight ahead of it, and then it has another one that goes perpendicular across. You have to really watch out for that one. So you have to roll to the side and then roll inwards or outwards, depending on how you do it. I, I don't think you can actually dodge it outwards, but um, yeah, I've no, I've, yeah. Not without, not without evade yeah, window. Yeah, with evade yeah, window and with evade distance. It's it, it's quite manageable, but holy shit, does it hit hard! Like it's really nasty, especially considering that um, it can um, uh, Velcona can combo a lot of its attacks, and it does a lot of running around. Um, it has like all of its typical moves, where it like freezes the ground in front of you, and guard up will not protect you from getting stuck to the ground. It's ex Frostfang Berioth has this as well, but mm -hmm. I mean like Velcona's, mm -hmm. it's kind of pretty basic where it just freezes your ground and then stabs you with the tail um and yeah like this falcon is actually pretty good um on, on top of having the ice armor it has um the at aura which requires you to have um elder seal in order to break it if you don't break it your damage is very mm. minuscule like i usually normally used to seeing numbers with my hammer when I'm doing the big bang going from like you know like 150 as a base and then going all the way up until like the big slam at the end where I'm doing like 750 when I was watching the numbers go yeah. up the big slam at the very end was 350 sometimes four if I'm lucky if mm. I if I tenderize the part and initially if you don't break that seal your damage is essentially cut in almost in half so you have to pick up dragon pods and you have to use those as frequently as you can. Now, what I do is um, uh, if you do like, um, I don't know how to describe it. it. You're not necessarily just like using slinger burst where you're clutched onto the body and then you launch it into the wall. It's, it's a slinger burst where if you are charging your weapon 
and then you do the little poof, and it shoots like a shotgun shell equivalent to it, and then it like fires them in little bursts. If you can line it up really well, so in that way you can conserve your, your slinger ammo, you can break the aura with the, the number of uh, slinger pods that you do have at your disposal. So if you have seven, you could probably do it in like maybe five or four. Three, if you're really lucky and you have a high Elder Seal weapon. Um, and uh, there's another thing that I was going to mention, but I can't remember what it was. Oh, yes! Um, yeah, don't use a rock steady or a temporal mantle to just clutch claw onto the face <laughs> and try and get your freebie hits on it. Oh, man. I saw the... I, I didn't want to say anything, but I saw Naraki um, talking yeah. about this. And don't I was do like, that. It doesn't work. How many times do I have to tell you people those mantles are not helpful, they teach bad habits, and I love a monster that punishes it. I'm sorry. Yeah. I get it. It's fun for some people to just sort of ignore the mechanics and brute through it, but just fight the monster how you're supposed to fight the monster. And you'll Here's be the thing, though, is that um, with every other mantle, you can clutch claw onto it. But mm -hmm. if it does a bite or a charge... Um, if you use, That's well, normal. if you use a, if it uses a bite or a charge, you'll just get knocked off. But if you use the temporal mantle or the rock steady mantle, you will get a you'll fatalist pin yeah. or a behemoth pin where you get immediately knocked right off oh. and you're down on the ground crawling away. That's the big issue is that it really punishes that. So they're actively punishing yes. it. But with every other mantle, it's fine. Oh man. If, if it wasn't. If it wasn't going to displace the dog sleeping between my back and the chair, I'd be standing ovation right now. Bravo, Capcom. Bravo. Actively punishing bad behavior. Yeah, you don't, you don't get a freebie <laughs> clutch. You have to look for opportunities to be able to do that. So you have to really play very carefully. And what I found out is Rocksteady Mantle oh, is the it. worst mantle in the game to be using against E.T. Valkana. There are better mantles because... You want, actually, to get hit and then roll over and knock over and fall over. You want that. If you take a lot of hits and you're mm -hmm. not getting flinched and you're just getting beat up, you're going to die within two hits from this monster. I've been using a combination of two-piece Fatalis and three-piece Alatrion, and with, I think, 50, uh, 59 element uh, ice resistance, I'm still getting hurt pretty damn hard by this. I mean, I'm not... I'm not getting, like, two hit or mm -hmm. one hit by this monster. Um, but I can get, like, three or maybe four. That says a lot. So what you're saying is I need to go to my Alatrion build instead of my Fatalis build. Well, okay. th there is that. I mean, like, what I also use is I use a Vitality Mantle so that in case I do um, screw up and I miss a roll or if I attack in a, at the wrong time and I overcommit, um, I still have, like, some health. And same thing with Temporal Mantle. Yeah. Temporal Mantle should really only be used for emergencies when you know that you're probably going to get hit or if you need to go for a go-for-broke attack without clutch clawing. <laughs> but, um, yeah, like, this monster is very, 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 very tricky. Um, you don't really need to rely on element 
for this attempt for this fight, raw is really the way to go. Well, um, so those uh, those Elatrion weapons, yeah. I was saying that more so because my Elatrion build focuses on high elemental defense yeah. to get that high elemental. Yeah, offense. like elemental so, damage is not a bad idea. It, I think it's two star weak to dragon, and then it's like three star to f fire. But I mean, if you don't have if you, yeah. Oh no, yeah, I would use yeah. fire all. Problem day. is, is that yeah. if you don't have the high elder seal, you're not going to be able to get past that ET aura, and you're not going to really be putting out enough damage to now, do to get past the 30 minute fight you have 30 minutes to fight this it has 80 level health and it has armor that cuts down your attack damage by half <laughs> so you really have to play smart now let me ask you this does it do because like Velcana does this uh without mm -hmm. dragon seal does it do does that aura come off when you when you seal the ice off of him, or is it when he does the sort of like uh, a latrion, like oh you've sealed me, I'm going to fall down now? Um, uh, I believe I believe it, that is, there is a damage threshold for that, but if you do like just a basic elder seal, what'll happen is the armor will just go poof, and then it'll flinch, and then it'll kind of roar at you. So there are two ways that you can break the armor, like both the ice and I think it affects the AT armor. I'm not sure if it does, but I'm assuming that it that it can if you so, just hit that threshold for damage. I, what I'm getting at is I don't... I, again, this is just me having knowledge mm -hmm. of the game, sort of figuring out this through secondhand, you yeah. and other people. It sounds to me... Like you need to focus on the head and get that elder knockdown to get the aura off, and you don't necessarily need to worry about elder seal oh. as much. It will just help. That's more. the thing. Um, what you want to do is like um with with Velcana. Um, oh well, the thing is, is that like the 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 elder dragon fall over where it's like does that dramatic. Oh, you hit my head too hard. Oh. Um, uh, that just presents an opportunity for you to just be able to beat up on her. Um. But if you if you if you break yeah, but typically um, with something like the uh, Kushala, that will take off its elder power. Um, and Teostra and Lunastra, it will take off their oh, auras if you do an elder knockdown. Regardless, if you've done an elder seal. Or um, not. I haven't really found that to be the case really. Um, too often. I mean, what you, what you really want to be doing? Well, well the thing I'm, is. I would be talking about specifically with Volcana in this situation because ah, I know for no. a fact that that works with no. The other it actually monsters. does not work in this case. What you would want to be doing is you just want to hit the damage threshold where it does the um, the big Alatrion uh, fall over, where it reels up way back and it fall and it, it practically like does a backflip, like it's so dramatic. Um, it's not the it's not the basic. Yeah, so one. you're you're talking you're talking the ice seal that that's yeah yeah. There. Once the ice completely shatters off the body and it's just like whoa, just flies back and is like falls over. Yeah. Um, basic elder dragon knockdown. It doesn't work. Um, I, I've I've done so many of them. I've tested them okay. out with a bunch of buddies, and we found that um, if you break if you do the Velcana ice shatter, um, and the elder seal, um you can get your damage in. Um, but the thing is, is that mm -hmm. with a lot of the buddies that I've been playing with, they all use Fatalis weapons because they just work. <laughs> um, but yeah. Um, yeah, I haven't seen anybody who... I, I find that I find that interesting that, you know, mm -hmm. 
It's sounding to me like you're suggesting you specifically have to use Elder Seal, which is only available on dragon weapons. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, when it has a higher weakness to fire. That's the thing, though. That's the um, really weird thing, is that even if, like, it's three times weak to fire, if you don't break that AT aura, um, you're actually going to be doing less damage. Um... It's still weak. To, it's still moderately weak. I feel to like I have to test this yeah. for myself. Uh, the funny thing is that, unfortunately, with a lot of the people that I've been playing with, that were randos that had needed help when I've been answering SOS calls. If they've been using any other element except for dragon, and it's not like a Nergigante weapon or a um, or a Fatalis weapon, they they tend to die. Um, so, um, well, you haven't been helping me. Trust me. We crown-headed that, that monster. Oh, I'm good. no. Like, <laughs> I know like Temper Velcana is fine. Like, I've killed one in six minutes. It's not it's not too bad, but um, with AT, it has a couple mechanics to it that make it significantly different from your, your typical Velcana fight. Sure, I, I, yeah. I, I get it, that. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not scared. I would, <laughs> I would definitely recommend getting Evasion 5. Um, when I was using weapons that have... I think yeah. I naturally have yeah. four with my yeah. Fatalis um, set. Four, yeah. And then I have four with my Elatrion set as well, I think. Four, yeah. Both of them naturally so. Because you get evasion on the chest for Fatalis, right? Um, I think you chest? get it on the legs, and I think you do get it on the chest. I think you get it a couple pieces. I think pieces. you do get it on the chest and the legs. Yeah. I do know that you get Tenderizer for sure on the chest. Um, but yeah, um, I would say, I would definitely recommend evasion and four is passable. I would say five is extremely comfortable. I've noticed that with a lot of guarding weapons, um, if Valkana like focuses all of their, all of its attention on you directly and just, you know, just wails on you, you will die because even with guard five, I've noticed that I've been mm -hmm. getting chipped very heavily. Um, and yeah, it's very, very brutal. So rather than taking the hits, I just have a tendency to just get out of the way of them because also like even with guard five, um, the, the, the recoil from the guard, um, locks you in place. So like if it, if, if she, well, it lines a whole bunch of attacks on you, you're pinned. You can't get out of there. You're, you're trapped in a corner until, until they're done with you. Um, so yeah, I find that just being able to just eyeball the attacks very carefully and just roll through them and just get as many attacks in as you can with the short period of time that you have, which is 30 minutes. It's not a lot of time. It's a very aggressive fight and it, it, it does not reward defensive play at all. <laughs> you, you have to actively be attacking this monster and looking for those windows of opportunity to be able to to get Velcana down. Yeah, It's a very aggressive fight. Very, very aggressive. But it's it was really fun. Um, when I soloed it, I put Fortify on my set because I knew I was going to faint at least once or twice, and that twenty percent attack difference really makes makes the fight go by a lot shorter. I beat it in I think twenty more, twenty four minutes, twenty four or twenty six minutes. It was one or the other. I think it was twenty four, and that was solo. And yeah, okay. it, it's very, very challenging, but it was very rewarding and very very fun fight. Um, the tickets for it are just phenomenal. Okay. Uh, the Velcana tickets will give you, um, damn phone. Well, the gamma yeah, set, Yeah, obviously. the gamma set right now is like, oh my god, it is, it is absolutely insane. Um, 
you get uh, three points of coalescence on the head plus crisis. You get, uh, for the chest, you mm. get uh, maxed out, um, uh, what is it, crit draw. For the arms, I believe you get uh, ice, oh, let me see, you, um, you get ice attack. What's and... with all these things giving you yeah, crit draw? Because the... Frostfang gave you crit draw. Well, yeah, well. like uh, with, the, with the base Valkana, you got crit draw on it. But um, I think the, the idea of this set is it is for crit draw greatsword play. Um, the arms, I believe, give you uh, the Medicine 3, so all of your draw attacks, if you have um, Health Augment on your set, you're going to get a lot of health back. Uh, the legs give you Focus 3, and then the... Oh my god, Android, why do you do this yeah, to me? Yeah, this definitely um, sounds like a great sword. Yeah, and I believe the legs give you Peak Performance, and a whole bunch of other things. So yeah, it it's definitely designed for... That yeah, it's definitely odd. designed for great sword. I, I would say... Coalescence and, um, what's the other one? Crisis both really don't mesh well with uh, peak No, they don't. But I think what the idea that they were going for with this set is... Oh, and also, um, yeah, if you if you combine, like, four pieces of the set with Frostfang, Baryoth, whatever piece it happens to be, and you're running a Fatalis weapon, you're basically running new meta. It's pretty insane, actually. <laughs> it's really changed how Greatsword plays, and it's also affected my Clutch Claw Heavy Bowgun builds, like, significantly. Most most uh, Clutch Claw Heavy Bowgun builds, when you're running with a Heavy Bowgun, and I actually had a hard time getting my raw up to, like, 375 before Safi came in. When Safi came in, I could get up to, like, maybe 420, maybe 450, if I'm also applying all of my buffs into the build. You want to know how much raw the Fatalis Heavy Bowgun has? The Vorbuster? It has a base when you... It has a base when you fully maxed it out. 510. That is ridiculous. Yep. And it runs all of the all of the, uh, the essentials. You can run pellet. You can do pierce. You can do normal. And you're not really... Oh, look at that. I said a number. Sorry, I'll drop yeah. it. Yeah, it's ridiculous. 510 raw with, I think, negative 20 affinity, which is very easy to eliminate when you have all of your, you know, your skills all set up. Yeah. And then, what was the, what was, I ne I negated the negative affinity on the Fatalis weapon. Yeah, it's not very hard at all. So if yeah. I'm running this with, you know, four-piece Valkana and a one-piece of, like, the Frostfang Baryoth, I'm guaranteed 100% crits every single time. Maxed out crit boost, um, you can go challenger, attack, and, like, peak performance, and e even with Coalescence, it goes even even more insanely high. Like, if I tenderize a part on a monster, I can get a, a minimum, if it's not a weak point, 500 damage a pop. And then, on a very weak spot, sometimes Ooh. 900 damage a pop. It's insane how much damage I can put out with this. I've never gotten 900 damage with also impact effect on that weapon. And if you have the Wyvern Snipe mod on your Wyvern Snipe weapon, which Fatalis naturally has, if the monster is asleep, I can easily do, if I shoot the head while it's asleep and do the Wyvern Snipe, the explosion from the wake up can do... Anywhere close to, I think, I think the low ball is like fifteen hundred damage. It's ridiculous, mm. but it's so good. Oh, it feels so nice being able to get those numbers. But um, 
Yeah, it's it's absolutely ridiculous. Also, the Valkana tickets do more than just that. You can get layered sets with these as well. So you can get the, I believe it is the Guild Palace yeah. layered set, which looks fantastic. You can get the Velta, uh, Velcana Gamma, obviously, as a layered set. But you can also get... Yeah, I mean, anything yeah. you get new yeah. now has You can also set. get the Guildwork layered armor set, which is, I believe, the Huntsman's um, set. So you can actually go around looking like the Huntsman with uh, your meta builds. And it also upgrades your Earplugs charm. So old yeah, school Rathian. Yeah, old school Rathian okay. with the uh, G-Rank Helm. You, with the with that awesome scar down the the side of it, um, you can also upgrade your earplugs charm and your uh, crit uh, crit eye charm up to a maximum of five levels. So now you don't have to worry about putting in uh, an earplugs jewel into your sets. Now you can just go in with whatever it is that you feel like. Um, yeah, it's absolutely insane. Assuming you want to run. Assuming you want to run those skills. Yeah, there are yeah. there are some neat okay. situations where you would want to use earplugs. Um, for some players like who are not very very good and they don't want to have to rely on Rocksteady or if they they are using Rocksteady and it just happens to run out or if they're not using um uh what's that one uh, I think it's Sharish Valda Sharish Valda five piece I don't know if mm. anybody's running that I mean I think I'm the only one and I'm using that for a hunting horn niche build and it's really fun um imagine that with the assassin's mantle six minutes of just having high grade earplugs tremor resistance and like flinch free it's, yeah it's just it's broken but yeah and then um last week we had um uh a mission called a farewell to Zenogre. this one was really yeah. fun the shinies that you get from this hunt you don't actually get um monster materials from this quest you get coal and <laughs> if the, if if you want yeah. to get your Steamworks maxed out, you want to be running this hunt as much as you can and farming the crap out of this Zenogre in order to get um, uh, all the coal that you need. And it not only drops um, uh, basic coal as well as um, uh, the uh, Dragonvein coal chunks, which I think give you 500 points, it also gives you giant dragon coal, which has like about 1,000 points apiece. And you can get those very mm. easily. Like, you're, you're guaranteed one at the end of the quest. But there's also a really good chance if, uh, like, if Zenogre is in its charge state and you're able to knock it out, there is a percentage, uh, there is an RNG chance of you being able to get that uh, giant coal from the shiny that you can pick up. So what a friend and a couple of friends of mine have been doing is we've been um, letting Zenogre charge up one level, then slapping it three times to get it pissed off so it immediately gets charged up. Then we just start wailing on him in order to get him knocked out of the shiny mode, and then we just rinse and repeat. Or we'll sometimes put down shock traps to get okay. it immediately charged up. And then we'd be farming this thing, and sometimes we'd get like four or five of those giant coals per quest. And, and oh my god, I, I, I easily went over like 200,000 uh, fuel points into coal and I would just put the rubber band on my controller and then just walk away and grab a coffee. <laughs> and, oh, man. It seems... It seems unnecessary, though, because, like, even though I had far less coal than you when yeah. I first did that, because you talked about having to do a rubber band, I didn't have to do that uh, when I initially spent them all when they mm -hmm. first did the... Um, increases to 10. I mean, I, I blew it out much quicker yeah. than you did. And after doing that, I was like, I never need to do this yeah. again. 
like ever. no i know i know um, exactly how you feel and so like for this like the quest like I, I i knew about the Zenogre quest and again i am burnt out because of the crown hunting and then doing fatalis and um you know get getting not only myself and my brother through fatalis but also we helped out ace quite a bit and we tried to help out you a couple times mm-hmm. more but you got eventually got it yeah um after helping everyone with Fatalis, like my energy on Monster Hunter was spent. And then when like I heard about the Zenogre stuff, and I think um I think it was um Um yeah. It was like I, I had heard about the like, oh yeah, you get all this coal stuff. Uh, and I was like, I don't care. Like, I literally don't care because, like, I've already done that and I don't need more supplies. Like, that's that's what, what the stuff is Essentially for. so, yeah. So, to me, it felt like an overkill. Now, it can get you the, uh, very rarely, very rarely, but it can get you Celestial yes. Prince. Which, if you're building a lot of different sets, that's awesome. Yeah. I don't do that. That that is not something I do. Mm-hmm. I build different sets. If I, like I literally only have three working builds for my hunter. I have the Alatrion one, and I have the Fatalis one because I normally only work off of a one working build. Yeah, I don't have a lot. And older older games, I used to do a little bit more, but uh, World kind of I don't know the way they streamlined things made it a lot less necessary to have to worry about things to this degree. Yeah. But what I used to do is I used to make a set with uh, per high elemental resistance against a monster. Yeah. Or so high dragon resist set, high fire, ice, or if it wasn't really a, um, if it was a more of a physical monster like Diablos, then I would do like one that was more physically defensive than the other one. So I would have defensive sets they would always try to have the same offensive skills. Yeah. So yeah. I would try to have part break, always part breaker. Since part breaker has been a thing, always part breaker. Yeah. Um, and in Generations Ultimate, it was focus because I was a great sword user. So focus and part breaker were the big two for me. And um, I would say a backup to that was um, crit draw because uh, adept. Charge uh, a Jeff Greatsword. You can actually prolong your quit draw very oh, far. Oh, yeah. Because you can adept dodge and then do the sword slash pretty effectively. So, yeah, that was, um, uh, that was like the big, the big thing for like, for, for me for a long time. And when World came out, it's just like, okay, I only have a couple builds. And that's it. Now I'm done. So like having the celestial stuff, I understand is really mm-hmm. cool. And I think that's a big reason why people want it. I saw Gaijin Hunter on Twitter say like, "Oh yeah, I got the I've there." Well, I think he said there is a god or something because he got the celest the ten celestial prints, mm-hmm. um, just randomly out of one of the the overloads. And I was like, "Oh yeah, cool." Yeah, yeah. That's exactly the um, reason why I was farming the crap out of the Steamworks was because. I really wanted celestial those celestial prints. prints because I'm very into the idea or at least the concept of being able to make as many creative niche builds as I possibly can and try and find out, you know, which which yeah. interesting sets will work for what. Um, 
but yeah, I, I spent like. Well, that's the thing is like everyone's such mm-hmm. a different hunter, right? I mean, we've got, uh, you've got you, right? You're like you're you're very much. I want to make some meme builds. I want to make some you know really good strong mm-hmm. builds, um, stuff like that. And then you got me, who's like, I'm here for the quests and the monsters, and that's about it. I'll make a couple builds if I think yeah. they're fun, but not much outside of that. And then you got my my brother who focuses on. I want every ending tree for my weapon. <laughs> and that's his goal. Every ending tree, and it's his his ziggurat nope. glaive. So he's like, I want the end. That of is a tree. that is that's a good it. end game goal need. right there. Is being able to make everything, and I did that in Freedom Unite, and I was able to make that game last for eight thousand hours. That is a good mindset. I like the way that your brother's thinking. Well, I mean. I played longer than he did <laughs> with the same goals that he did. Uh, well, I'm serious because, like, finishing every quest is not beating the game. Finishing every quest is doing all the optionals, you know, in, in to speak in Monster Hunter World terms. Doing all of – getting basically the – the what is it? The yellow Yeah, essentially. Mark, right, on well, that quest level, saying – Essentially, that is completing the game. Done I everything. Mean, like, oh, really? Yeah, and that's that's that is my goal usually. And sometimes I don't achieve yeah. that. I mean, to be honest, um, I mean, like, I, I would oh, say four ultimate was the one I didn't. I maybe. did do that. Yeah. Uh, that also has yet to be achieved in Generations Ultimate and online. Offline is achieved. Online, yeah. it's not. I I actually did that for I think it was four ultimate where I completed all the. Um, all the village quests, including all the advanced ones, just trying to unlock everything that I possibly could. Sadly, that file is gone. I did but, the village ones in um, four ultimate. I might have to go back and you yeah. know remake a file just so that way I can play it again. I don't know, dude. It's on a 3DS. That's going to be rough. I know. <laughs> it's going to be fun. <laughs> I'm going to solo it. I'm going to solo all my games. Ugh. Now, I do see myself possibly going back and doing that in Generations Ultimate once I've sort of, okay, I need to, I want to get back into playing Monster Hunter. I might go back on my Switch and finish the Generation Ultimate online quests. But, because um, the, even the event quests give you a check mark. I didn't know that until I did one of the event quests to farm for something yeah. Yeah, like a couple months yeah, ago. Yeah, sadly. And I was like, Oh no! For the first time, <laughs> I have to do the event quests. Oh uh, no! The completionist c- completion check marks are uh, are um, are giving me the twinges. the The completion twinges. Um, I was gonna say that. Yeah, okay, essentially, so, yeah. Like, you know, you don't necessarily have to get all the armor and all the weapons in the game. I mean, like, really. No, that's always a personal yeah. choice. I mean, like, always. really, they yeah. are just the means to the end goal, which is just completing everything that you can in the game. It's a nicety to have them, but they're not the essential. I would say... And then, yeah. I would say... So, let, let, let's get a little bit into this this discussion that a lot of people avoid is... Um, are you a Monster Hunter casual and or veteran? Oh, yeah. Right? Because... So, a lot of people have this this thing, and this is this comes from a lot of my time spending as a moderator on r slash Monster Hunter. There's a lot of talk about what makes you a Monster Hunter mm-hmm. veteran, right? And, you know, again, a lot of times, if you're a casual player, 
or something like that, that is a personal choice of how you describe yourself. Right. Um, I know I put this on Twitter. This tweet is still getting traction two weeks later. Don't call people casual. Don't tell people how to do things. Don't tell people how to build. Right. It's the worst thing you can do to a fellow hunter is just tell them how to play the game. Right. It's a cooperative. Game. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And um, just don't do that. Right. We're here. We're here to have fun, you know, camaraderie and that kind of stuff. We don't need elit- elitism. Just don't do it. Right. Just straight up. No exceptions. Don't. So my philosophy on what makes you a non-casual slash veteran of the series is is for me, right? Again, a lot of people have always had questions. Well, what makes you a Monster Hunter veteran, right? Oh, it's because I played since Freedom Unite. Or, you know, in my case, oh, because I played since Monster Hunter on PS2, yeah. right? No, that doesn't make me no. a... That, that's not really... For me... If you have if you have played a game of Monster Hunter to your personal logical end, right? And you are now teaching someone else or have the knowledge to do so, I consider you a veteran in my own headspace. Yeah. If you feel that you have played half of Monster Hunter World, you're good. That's whether you call yourself casual or whatever, that's up or you're a veteran and non-casual to the game. Awesome. Because if you went halfway through the story, you spent three times as long as you did in any other game. And <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know exactly. what I mean? Like Monster Hunter takes such a time commitment that like you don't have to be an expert to know a lot of high level logic with this thing. So um Well I'm you know, yeah. like I, I I guess the point point I want to say is that, you know, like we're coming into a new generation of Monster Hunter again. Not 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 necessarily generation, but a new step in Monster Hunter with with rocks, yeah. right? And we're going to see another uptake in people coming in, exactly. right? Because it's all going to be it's probably not. Well, the the thing is, is that you know because of the big world explosion, because you know now because it came to the big consoles, right. and I'm not going to say that Switch isn't a big console because now it officially is coming to that getting to that system. But I mean, because it was on you know things like PlayStation, Xbox, and PC, everybody was hearing about it, you know, you know, it, there was so much access, you know, accessibility to the game. It's not necessarily like niche like how it used to be where it was when it was um struggling on the PS2 to gain some traction for certain players or when it was like strictly portable handheld consoles or like on the Wii, which mm-hmm. I don't know how I can't remember how well the Wii did, but I I don't think that it did as well as some of the other big names. But, I mean, because it's now been played by a lot of people and, you know, it's it's been talked about quite a fair bit, people are probably going to be wanting to play more uh, versions of this game when they come out on, you know, whatever next generation of console is going to be. Now that it's, you know, gained a lot of traction, and I know that we had GU on the Switch, but, I mean, how many players um, really played that game in contrast to, you know... It did... 
PlayStation it did fairly 4 and well. Xbox. It did actually it did, did fairly well. Now it didn't it, do world yeah. numbers, but uh it yeah. did fairly well. That's the thing though. It, it it's it that was not the big seller, but it did have some attention because of world. And unfortunately, a lot of people who played World as their first game and then decided to play a little bit of GU, they felt how uncomfortable it was, you know, not having all of those quality of life um, advantages that the, the new games had. They left it, and then they moved on to something else. But now that we have, you know, a, what is quintessentially a fifth-generation Switch Monster Hunter for Nintendo that is, is specifically designed for this console... Yeah, people are going to really mm -hmm. take notice, you know. It's turning heads. I mean, it's already turned my head. I mean, like, I'm, I'm drooling over this game. <laughs> well, all right. it's not even done. We, we, we can't, we, Morg, we can't use ourselves. As, as super fans as we yeah. are of the series, I don't think we're good. We're, they get to Monster Hunter and we're like, Yeah, we're immediately. In. We didn't say anything else about. Well, it. I mean, in. when you when you attach when is it? When you attach, much? I'll pay double. When you attach the word <laughs> movie to it, I immediately cringe. But I mean, because I mean, like most video I mean, game movies didn't do very Mark, well, except for the Sonic one that I know of for sure. Detective Pikachu, I think, was okay. Don't try to lie. Don't say Mario. Don't say don't, Mario. I don't want. Don't try. No. Oh, I love the Mario movie. No! Don't even try it. I oh! love. It. Um, what did they do? They didn't even have Bowser love... in it. No, that, that, that was did? just a big Koopa. That was King Koopa. Koopa. Well, I guess King Koopa is technically Bowser, but I mean... Yes. Was, um, I just... I don't know what... They turned Yoshi into a Velociraptor with a tongue. And the mushrooms didn't even play an essential part. And but again, that... They were just kind of like a nod. Uh, look, I'm not saying... This is Mario canon that should be upheld to the skies forever. It was a fun it was, movie. I, I was like nine. It had one of my favorite songs in it. Was not was walk the dinosaur. Yeah. Like uh, it's a movie. Like uh, like it's. I'm a big movie fan. Yeah. It's like the one thing I don't have a podcast for right now. We have a D and D one now. We have a. Monster Hunter one, we, uh, we you know, okay. Monster Hunter slash General Gaming. My my third pillar of nerdom is a big movie fan. I'm a big movie. I fan. I do love movies, and but like my taste and I don't have a podcast for it. And maybe one day we'll do a movie we'll podcast. That, but yes. uh, I also have to. I don't know. Find a find an eighth day in the week to do that because uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> all the stuff I'm doing already. But like, um. Uh, it's like that Beatles I've song. I always love that movie because I, when I watched it, a week is not enough to show up. Yeah, I, but yeah, that is the one thing I will never have a podcast on is music. Even though I am a big music fan and I was, you know, trained in classical music with yeah. my trumpet and stuff, that's where Wolfie and I connect pretty well. Sometimes is on music in that way, but like modern pop music all that kind of stuff i you you're lucky if i know the name of a song for my own band yeah like <laughs> but i mean like yeah like back to the um, veteran thing like even like on my twitter profile i don't say that i'm a veteran like it says here on my profile it says more no, daddy no, no, and no, then no. in some, parentheses some people in parentheses do. i have plus 12 years mediocre monster hunter a hobbyist. you know like i'm i don't claim to be a veteran i don't even claim to be a very good player I mean, sure, I can solo an AT Velcana, but it takes me a fucking long time to do it, and I died 
twice if I if I if my memory serves me correctly. I mean, I might have to go back and watch the the playback. Oh wait, no, I deleted it. Yeah. But I mean, like it shows on my file that no. it, that I had one out of three deaths. You know, I'm not perfect. I'm not a time attacker. I'm not a speedrunner by any definition of the word. Well, here, well, so that that whole thing that came up was because someone who who was a time attacker and that kind of stuff was calling everyone else casual because they didn't play that way. And I'm like, that's not, but there's more than one way one way to to skin a exactly. monster. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, you don't. You don't have to like do that kind of stuff. Like, d- I not very many people do what I do and complete everything in in a mm-hmm. game, right? Like they don't they don't do all the quests. That not many people do crown hunting. All cr- you know, look, I don't want to I don't want to harp on the situation that brought this mm-hmm. up because I mean it was a very let's say not fun position no. to be in. Um, when I was in that conversation, but I do want to stress that like, you know, you don't have to be Kanta to be, you know, to, to consider, consider yourself good at monster mm-hmm. hunter. You know what I mean? You don't have to be at that level. And, and that, that that's, that's like in the older games, that was a big barrier for a lot of people. They're yeah. Like, oh man. Now you should you, like, Oh, you should watch this dude. He just like clears the content. And you'll learn so much from him. And no, really, you know, sometimes you don't learn stuff like that. No, from people. Not everybody people is a visual who are learner. Really, the rock stars. No, and not mm-hmm. everyone is. And and you can't. De- and and they're doing things without really good explanation. Sometimes, like I mean, heck, the feline for uh, heroics. If people tried to do that stuff back in, you know, try and three ultimate oh, days. Oh, fuck. Everybody would be dying. The yeah. They'd hate the game. Yeah. It, it'd be impossible. Yeah. And that's the kind of stuff that was like, you know, quote unquote meta to run to do time attacks at that time. Yeah. So like the, the, um, I, what I, what I really want to try to, to express to, because this came up a little bit in the Velcana discussions I've seen. Yeah. Is, Oh, is like, oh, this is like you know the true test and that kind of stuff. And Morg, uh, you you are a star hunter. We make fun of you all the time <laughs> for the Morg beam. But like, I would hunt with you any yeah. day, right? You are fun to hunt with. You are very good at the game. I have very little problems with your actual execution. Mm-hmm. We all make mistakes and that kind of stuff. I'm not perfect. You've seen me cart on stupid yeah. stuff yeah. as well. I would say in the hunting group that I am in the circle of you, Ace, you know, uh, even even Wolfie and sometimes, you know, people that I've played with like that, the person I have seen cart the least is my brother. And my brother is a highly defensive yes. player who takes time with his hunts. He doesn't have like good attack, you know, good yeah. times where like I will complete something in 30 minutes. He'll do it sometimes in, in 40. But then again, sometimes he does it faster than me. Like if we disconnect, he's like, I'm done. I'm like, Oh, well, 
How did that happen? And that, that's another thing is <laughs> like, that, yeah, there, yeah, like you said, there are so many different ways to play the game. Like, you know, you can be the fast guy who just goes yeah. in there, unga bunga, and the monster's dead in two minutes. Or you can be somebody who's very patient, who takes their time and analyzes the monster, knows the openings, mm-hmm. and understands how the monster fights, and is willing to take their time to be able to beat it nice and safe and comfy. That's a good player, too. Um... I am not that at all. <laughs> I'm the guy who who likes to style on the monster and bully it and humiliate it and just get really awesome shots. Like, um, I mean, like even like you are essentially chub. so. Yeah, I like I like to have fun and I like to joke <laughs> around and just you know make make every hunt funny as hell as I possibly can. And more often than not, like it'll be at either my own expense or it'll be at ex- at the expense of the game, whether it's, you know, something funny that just happens or if, you know, like if the game bugs out and something that happens shouldn't, but it does anyways, like that, that yeah. really is enjoyment for me. I don't really care about time attacking. I'm impressed by it. And I look up to a lot of the players who do a lot of time attacking. Mm-hmm. No, and they're amazing. Brother Virtue, I think, is is an amazing dude. Uh, we actually pseudo-sponsored his t- uh, official time attack in World, mm-hmm. if you remember that. Yeah, um, I mean, there's a lot of good players out there. Brother Virtue, really wonderful time attacker mm-hmm. that you know that I know per- personally. Mm-hmm. Um, there's nothing there's nothing wrong with that style of play. There's nothing that makes them elitist yeah. either, right? There's nothing that makes them that. They're, this is another style of play. Um, exactly. I will say, um, to explain me calling more Chub Chub to the audience, because not everyone who listens to the weekly show listens to our D&D show. On our D&D show, where I DM, Morg is one of the players here, and he plays a goblin uh, sorcerer named Chub Chub, who is what you would expect a goblin sorcerer to be in some capacity is the chaotic, I'm going to strap a bomb to my back and run in and see what happens kind of style of play. Which kind of goes hand in hand with uh, his Monster Hunter style. Definitely. Let's just do this. Yeah, it's just (laughs) random shit and see how it works. If it works really well, I am going to keep it. If it goes terribly, it's a learning lesson. If not, let's go to the drawing board. Yeah. But, um, I mean, like... I was gonna um, give yeah. I was gonna I, give a huge so, list of like people that I look up to. Like for example, Cons OA, who I believe is in the UK. He's a really good, really good player. He does uh, time attacks with uh, against every monster using every weapon that he can, and it's based off of you know like uh, the people who follow him on Twitter and who are subscribed onto his YouTube. They do votes for like what kind of sets uh, that he should be running, and then he'll go out and he'll play, and then he'll beat the monsters. He has like such a good understanding as to how the monster fights, all their mechanics, what weapons and skills he should be running. Um, you know, then there's of course the Monster Hunter Math guys, and you know they've they've. Uh, I think it was last year, really, where they really sh- since World, and then after I think it was last year they dropped off. They were providing like quality content as far as like what now put in air quotes meta was but they constantly say you know Mm -hmm. let people play the way that they want to you know this is a game it's not that big of a deal so you know they were advocates for let people be you know be the hunters that they want to be um then you got guys like riaka who does streams and he's he's a gem like absolutely wonderful delightful man i love him he he is he was one of those people who i was 
told to go and check out because I was having trouble with AT Nergigante in World when it was first came out. I was struggling uh, like so bad, but he comes in and he's playing with a switch axe, which I don't think was really what you would consider like the top tier weapon at the time. And he was just having an, a ball with this hunt. Like it was probably one of his favorites. Like he mm -hmm. loved it because he found it so damn easy. And then, so then I started playing with him and then I started picking up on things uh, about the fight that he was paying attention to and pointing out to everybody. And then I was realizing, oh, so that's how that works or how this works. This makes sense. And so then I started applying all that stuff, and then mm -hmm. it started to become easy. And so then I started looking at hunts like that recently, and then things became easier. Like, for example, Alatrion, Fatalis, Tempered Furious Rajang, um, AT Velcana. These hunts that should be hard as balls became an absolute blast. I was laughing my ass off half the time when I'm fighting these monsters. And I mean, like, I'll admit, Alatrion was really hard the first time that we were fighting them recently. But nowadays, I'm having, you know, the easiest time ever playing against Alatrion with a hammer, of all things. You'd think that Dual Blades or Bow or Insect Glaive would be good choices. Nah, hammer's perfectly fine. It's like... <laughs> it's absolutely ridiculous. And, like, Fatalis, switch axe. Easy. Just, all you have to do is just, like, mm -hmm. zero-sub discharge his head into infinity, and his head will explode, and you're good. <laughs> and like, same thing with, like, I think it was Tempered, yeah, Tempered Furious Rajang. All you have to do is just wall-bang him, get him angry, put on Temporal Mantle, and then just zero-sum discharge his head. He'll try and grab at you, but the Temporal Mantle will activate, so he can't grab you. And then you just... If you're using an exhaust file, you just KO him in the head. And then, you know, like, you're also doing head damage. Yeah. So then he immediately goes back into his normal state. You just wallbang him again. It, it, <laughs> it's so easy. Um, and, yeah, like, like, there's a ton of players that are really, really good. I think I was, like, a fanboy of Vengeful Torture for the longest while. But, I mean, like, if anybody's ever seen his streams. Oh, dude, I used to watch his, uh, uh, he, did a, he did a thing. He posted it to Reddit one time. Um, you know, this is well before I got to know him through the podcast and stuff. And, uh, Ventral, awesome oh. dude. Awesome dude. I love doing side quests with him. Um, I'm very sad I had to shut yeah. that down, but like, yeah, he, he did a, a big compilation of Monster Hunter up until Monster Hunter World when the trailer yeah. came out. And it had, like, I don't know if it's a Fallout Boy or My Chemical Romance. I don't know. I'm not into that emo shit band stuff. I just don't. I'm not, <laughs> like, I just don't. I don't. Like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry if that offends anyone's music taste. That's just not my, mine. Never Escape been the fate. It. My Chemical um, Romance or just up. not his thing. I'm sorry, guys, you know. I don't even know Escape the Fate. You'll have to. Excuse yeah, you me don't want to know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> No, I don't. All I can <laughs> say is they're just not as good as it used to be. Um, That's all I'm willing to say. I'm sorry, guys. Let me... I am actually going to look through my favorites right now. Because it's posted on my favorites in YouTube. Of, And this was been in my favorite for a long time before I met VT. Here's to the heartache, a tribute to Monster Hunter. I don't know. With Here's to the heartache. I don't know who that's from. Um, uh, but yeah, like that, uh, I was a big, I mean, like there's, there's always been great, uh, people in the monster hunter community. I mean, I will say that I would, uh, I look up to Eric's and Gaijin hunter, both 
quite a bit mm-hmm. um, for their uh, continuation to sort of lift up people into the game. Those tutorials that they've always done. Um, I have always professed that both Gaijin and Eric's are great people to introduce you to Monster Hunter. Um, one of my favorite uh, comedy guys in the Monster Hunter community has always been C.S. Colley. He, unfortunately, he's no longer part of Monster Hunter, um, or at least he hasn't been active since World. Um, but he did Freedom Unite videos from blind play. He had never played Free- Monster mm-hmm. Hunter before. Uh, just blind freedom unite and his struggle to get through that game was hilarious and his his um comedic style was very very on point with what i like yeah um I mean, there's so many people in the monster Hunter community that are just awesome, yeah like right? even and, yeah there's herny serenity chan uh kolgath is awesome band like Iacris, uh like yeah there's a ton of people like yeah like even enrique mcqueen well, dreams. i mean band laggy yeah, Band Laggy on, on Twitter, such a gem for information. Kolkak um, is pretty awesome. I will say I want to shout out to someone who was very involved with the podcast to begin with but had to take a step back, um, which was Shady Figure. And people know him from the Reddit community, but Shady Figure was also uh, very big on the Wikia mm-hmm. for a long time too. You know, it's, that's where that's where my online Monster Hunter community roots come from is the Wikia. Um Along with uh, is it is it Kogath that started mm-hmm. there? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, uh, and Kogath and I have had a couple of war stories of the wiki. Even though he didn't, I wasn't. Kogath was like the guy. Yeah, right. Yeah, like the guy on the wiki. Uh, I was just a guy who interacted with him a couple of times because I wrote some hammer tutorials back in the day. Um, because that's when I was a strict hammer man. And then I found Reddit and I got on the Reddit community. And then, I, you know, when I was part of the Reddit community, I started the podcast. And here we are. It's like... <laughs> yeah. Kogath um, is pretty cool. And then I left the Reddit. Co- yeah, he's a, he's a very I was cool very dude. surprised that he followed um, me on Twitter. I had no idea that he was going to do that. And I didn't know that I actually... Act, like, I... <laughs> I'm not going to say that I have any clout. I don't believe that I do. I mean, I'm too humble to, to even think that. Oh, same here. No no way, man. No way. We're just yeah. hunters. I, I'm, I'm with like, you I'm, I'm just a guy who just, you know, sits in his house and plays video games when he's not at work. I mean, <laughs> but I mean, you know, oh, there's actually one guy that I would definitely recommend for people to follow on Twitter and on Twitch, and his name is Blue Rith. That guy is just amazing he does musical compositions himself and he's also done work on um in a game called maiden dreams on ps4 he has made models for Mm -hmm. uh velocidrome and rathalos and rathian fully functional with the same anim yeah 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 with the same animations mind you for their movement and and their attacks he has made them all like just like to such precision, like it is just absolutely incredible. This man has so many hobbies. He's just so yeah. And you played as a Velocidrome yes. in his demo, right? He, like, oh. Yeah, he he still blows my mind with how how much creative genius he has. Like, what an inspired guy! I would definitely recommend people to follow him on Twitter. He goes by uh, mm. Ladarian uh, for his profile name, but it is at Blue Rith, and that is uh, B L U E. Mm-hmm. R I T H 15. He is just awesome. Oh, oh my God. He's a novel writer too. What? 
oh my god, this guy is crazy! <laughs> I love this guy. He's so awesome. Oh, and by the way, guess where? Guess where his uh, his uh, location is? It's Mocha Village. That's what he has. That's what he has for his. Oh, yeah. Yeah. oh my god, I love this guy. He's amazing. Now. I actually put the the city I'm near, not the city I'm actually mailing address from, but I put the city I'm near yeah. on Twitter because I, I I think it's I don't know I think it's important when we have discussions like that to understand where you're from because I grew up in a very rural area. Um, if I hadn't been for my good buddies who I'm playing mm-hmm. WoW with, who had introduced me to Monster Hunter, I wouldn't have been in this community. It, I, you know, I wouldn't have fallen in love with the game at my first sight of Cut Q. I uh, you know. Um, but yeah, more, I think we have to wrap this up. We're just been rambling about people in monster hunter. Like, I suppose, I, you know, stuff we don't like about, well, I just, is there anything more to say on the quest that's well, been around? Um, I find it, I have, do have one comment about Zenogre being most yes. haunted. How the fuck? I, I Why? really don't know. Like, like I, don't, I don't understand it. Like, I mean, just because it's a lot of people's favorite, I guess? Maybe. I, I, I mean, like, it's also got a pretty kick-ass theme. I never knew his armor. Sure, but I, I never knew his armor or weapons to be really that popular to begin with either. So I got on. I, 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 I think his set brought in latent power. <laughs> I think that was kind of a signature thing for Zenogre. Uh, um, okay, that just might be a blind spot for me. I don't. Yeah, yeah. I only yeah. ever like started to like find out like I heard like I saw it and heard about it in three ultimate, and then like I think I only started to really like understand how it worked and applied it in a lot of my sets in um, generations ultimate, and then later in Iceborne when Zenogre came through, and holy crap, is it a good skill um, when you when you proc it at the right time. But, um, yeah, oh, uh, by the way, the Zenogre tickets also help you with layered armors as well. You can get the Clockwork sets, you can get the Leon Kennedy armor as a layered set, you can get the Pearl Spring Macaque helmet as that, the Wyvern ears, um, and then I believe also, and I'm gonna make this as quick as possible, the Brute Tigrex, um, mission, it gives you a giant-ass Brute Tigrex, and the main focus of it is it gives you armor spheres, but in this quest... It gives you the true armor sphere. Now, the normal, like, the, I think the highest value. That was something we did miss talking about. Yeah, true armor sphere has always been a thing, people. I People are like, <gasps> what is this? I'm like, it's been I know, I game. was surprised. Like, when I first saw that and I carved it, I was like, a true armor sphere. Now, that's awesome. And then I immediately tweeted that. Like, I think it was like six, six minutes after the quest came out, I had to do the tweet, and then like uh, immediately everybody just is exploding. It's like true armor spheres, and then we were all just going, ah! just freaking out. And it was so amazing because like I think the the highest value for the uh, points for defense, I think not not points points as in like defense points, but like in upgrade points that you could get was eight hundred for um I don't remember the name of the armor sphere. I think it was the king. Um, it was 800. For the true armor sphere, it's 2,000 points. That's huge. Unfortunately, I feel like it was a day late and a dime, oh, yeah. like a day late and a dollar short, um, because I've already maxed out all the sets that I need. Yeah, there's not a lot of and, more sets. But at least for the yeah. Brute Tigrex tickets itself, those are really nice for a couple of the layered sets that, um, you know, I guess were not layered until recently for example the buff body alpha the base one that's a little bit skinnier than the gamma it's pretty cool you also get the sealed dragon cloth layered armor 
the fact that RX is such a huge fan of this combo, I feel like, you know, this is this is his dream come true right here. Like just getting these these two layered sets. <laughs> He's he has been dreaming about this for months and months on end. I've been watching his videos. And he's like, "Oh, please, make a layered set for this. Please, please, please." And I'm like, "Yes." They're going to do it for you. I know they're going to do it for you, buddy. And then you can, I think you get the Claire layered armor for yeah. the Resident Evil stuff. And then you get the Duffel Penguin helmet. So, you know, it, it's it's not bad so far. Um, I don't think it upgrades anything else. But at least, you know, it's a nicety to have the Brute Tigrex tickets. Um, yeah, so farm those if you want more layered sets. Unfortunately for the, uh, the Leon and the Claire, they're, like, full. So, ew. I wish that they were separate pieces, but... They're not, so it's gross. I mean, they're full armor sets, too. I know, but I don't like full. I like, don't like full armor sets. They're gross. They don't allow you for mix and match. I, d I don't see them doing it any other way, though, Morg. Like, there's no other way well, they would maybe, do it. Like, you, it's full maybe I want Leon Kennedy to be wearing Rathalos armor or, you know, to be like the, uh, the excitable ace cadet. Whereas... <laughs> yeah, but, like, I can see that it was designed that way. And thus, there's not a really... Could you imagine the clipping on that? It's just like... Because it's replaced... There's yeah. no armor. It's just replacing your head. Like... Yeah. Yeah, yeah there I would be know. some pretty nasty clipping. I mean, imagine, like, the male buff body with, like, Claire's head on it. That... <laughs> oh, gosh. No. That, I, that would be... <laughs> I don't know. Now, oh, my... Oh, you know what? Oh, I don't even like the male butt body You know what? Itself. Actually, you know what? Oh, Picturing gosh. Claire with a bulge, I don't I don't think that a lot of people would fantasize about... Okay, you know what? There might be some, uh, but... Uh, just, okay, Morg, Morg, no, well, we're not we're talking not gonna about... We're not going to go there. Yeah, you know, the, to each their own. But, yeah. No. Anyway, <laughs> um, that's, that's a wrap-up, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Ending on yeah. the bulge. Tricks with bulge, okay. why not? Thanks, Morg. Thanks for that. Uh, the bulge. Oh god! I don't even want to. <laughs> I almost want to extend it to talk about. Some... Oh, god, Morg. Well, anyways, <laughs> okay. And it... okay, so there's nothing else that that uh, I can think of. Um, I don't know of what's happening during this week. That's anything exciting. I mean, there's um, double furious Rajang. So we'll see. Um, there's uh, like but... a double Kadachi mission where you get the Kadachi star scarf. I mean, there there's a lot of. There's a lot of missions that are out that, I mean, they're not that big of a deal, but they do produce layered armor, which is kind of neat. I do have the the buff body Gamma, which is like a Hulk equivalent to the original buff body, and uh, I, that makes me feel it's, better, it's pretty actually. awesome. Like I've layered <laughs> the chest and the arms uh, with uh, with the uh, the Kovtaroth of the base uh, helmet. So you got, like, the big golden with the horns or mm -hmm. whatever. And then I've also got, like, the, the um, uh, what is it? The Kovtaroth uh, pants and, like, I think it's the, uh, the Alpha Plus... No, it's the Beta Plus um, waist. So in that way you get, like, you don't really get, like, much of a waist. It's just, like, pants, black pants with gold on them, a gold helmet, and, like, muscly body with a hammer. And a lot of people were like, are you, like, cosplaying as a Dragon Quest character? And I'm like... Yes, 100%. No, but thank you. <laughs> I like your uh, idea better. That's what you do. I like your idea. That's not what I was going for. I, I, yes. You know, sometimes you can just cosplay it. Like, I think Wyvarian actually did a cosplay of Griffith 
uh, from Berserk, and he actually managed to pull it off pretty well. Like it actually looks like Griffith in like his white armor with the yeah. He does he does have that yeah. fashion show. I I, I, I love is, it. That is not a new idea. I love fashion but I like hunting. It. Like um, now it, now it is like so much more accessible than it's ever been. I mean, killing monsters with a fashion set without like like really good skills that takes a lot of talent. But the fact that now we have the layered sets to make yeah. it a little bit more accessible. I like that everyone yeah. can do I, it now. Now yeah. everybody can yeah. do it. It's, it's it's very inclusive. It's very enjoyable. I love it. Good on you, Wyvarian. And stop stop being, you know, Leroy Jenkins with that Kulf Taroth bullshit, man. You can't just jump onto her and then just slap her twice and bounce her into the wall and get her angry before I tenderize the chest. God damn it. I've been so... No, I'm just kidding. It's okay. I'll let that go a long while ago. Apparently not. Because <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'm with you on that. If you're no, he's a good uh, hunter. That, like he's yeah, really good. That's, but that's I another. Think, uh, yeah. That's no. That's just a general problem with people who love bonking. Is like, if you haven't tenderized. No yeah. Well, I mean, like the th- yeah. The like thing they, about like with the cult to Roth hunt was that you know, um, if you're a gunner, the the only weak spot that you have is the chest, and the only way that you can even get access to the chest is if you break off the chest pieces. So if you tenderize the chest and then go for a head bonk, you break off all the chest. If you tenderize the arms and you go for two wall bonks, you break off the arms very easily. So I don't I, I don't think that I yeah. specified this well enough to some people that I was playing with. And so they just kind of went unga bunga on me when I was like, I need this strategy in order to be able to help you guys to deal damage. You got to help me to help you. And so I... I help me help that's exactly you. i think yeah. i told yeah, his girl i told his girlfriend uh, and i don't think he was in the chat i was like why is he not in the discord chat why 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 is he not in the discord chat now i'm trying to connect to him on playstation on the on psn and i'm like please please talk to me i need to no and then he just went oh boy and i'm like why did you do that you know? It was really, it was actually more funny than it was frustrating. I was actually laughing. I was like uh, angry, but I was also laughing my ass off because like the whole scenario was just like so ridiculous. I was like, why would you do that? And he was like, I'm sorry. I'm like, you just went Leroy Jenkins on my ass, you know, just jump right on in there. Oh, look, teamwork. What the fuck is that? Yeah. You know? And then his, his girlfriend was just <laughs> crying, laughing yeah. so hard. Oh, my God. It, it was pretty funny, actually. I like roasting people for that, but, you know, I, I can't I can't hold shit against people for, you know, for just being themselves. It's, you know, it's not their fault. He's a really good solo player, so I respect him for that. He needs to work on his teamwork a little bit more, though. <laughs> <laughs> Hear that, Bavarian 4G? Yeah. Morgs after you. <laughs> Teamwork. All right. Um, okay, so we'll we'll see. Hopefully, we have uh, everyone back next week. Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully. The, the 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 team back together. Um, I'm sure we'll find something to talk about. I don't know, but uh, that'll be it for tonight, folks. This is Fortwan. You can catch me at Hunter's Hub Pod. Uh, look out for our D and D podcast. Look out. Um, we've we've still got. Um, Oh, bother. What am I trying to say? We've still got um, the Final Fantasy VII Remake podcast out there. 
Uh, Carrion is coming very soon. We're actually getting a fast turnaround on this game because, well, it was a short game um, for Bickering Bucks. We're going to have episode three out soonish, probably. I was hoping before the end of October because uh, it is a spooky Ooh. game. Um, but yeah, it's a hor- get this, Morg. It's a horror game where you're playing. Oh, that's so awesome! I love it. It's a it's a uh, it's a horror. Cat, uh, what do they call it? Um, uh, Metroidvania. Oh. It's a horror Metroidvania where you're the monster. You're playing essentially as Dark Samus. Oh, that is so cool. Um, I love that concept. Awesome. It's on Switch. Pick it up. It's like at most 20 bucks. called Carry On. Carry On. Um, I think I picked it up for 15 Okay. Uh, yep. Carry On, just like the uh, yep, dead like bodies. Rotting just flesh, Carry On. Um, Vultures eat it. Yep. So, yeah. I'm going to check um, that out for sure. That's going to be awesome. Still working on the Hippogriff article. Haven't made a lot of progress. It'll be out at some <clears> point. <throat> so if you're a fan of my D&D ecologies, there's, there's one of those coming at some point. And yeah, that's it for me. So I'll catch you guys on the next quest. And on that quest, where will you be? Well, Morgan? you guys can always catch me on Twitter. at Morgan Hay 3 I'm posting a lot of Monster Hunter content. I've uh, posted a whole bunch of runs where I've been using... Um, uh, sleep ailment Swix axe with evasion five, just farming the crap out of this, uh, this Cole's and ogre. Um, I'm also probably going to be like showing some content of me, um, taking out, um, uh, two furious Rajangs in the arena for, uh, for a friend who needed the, uh, buff body gamma, which was really fun. Um, I've also mm-hmm. posted, uh, the clip where I actually soloed an arch tempered Velcana. It was brutal, but it was really enjoyable, very cathartic, very fun. Um, for some strange reason, um, in four-player, people seem to be struggling a lot, but for solo, it, it was very, very easy. For two-manning it, it's incredibly easy. Oh, very, man. very easy. We don't have time to get into this, but I will say Arc Tempered is another endgame mechanic I don't I'm, I'm going to be honest, yeah. I didn't enjoy it when it first came out, and, I mean, like, it was very lame. The The sets were garbage. And the monsters weren't really that different. Well, let's let's but not yeah, get into. I mean, that's, that's a discussion for another time. Yeah, more. you guys know where to find me if you want to play yeah. with me. I'm gonna try and find time to be able to play. Layoffs may be coming soon, so I'll probably have time to do that if I'm not going to the gym. You almost sound excited. I kind of am. <laughs> yeah. I kind Man, of I... am because I'm really looking forward to more content. Well, yeah, it's more game time. I know that time. there's going to be more Arch Tempered, yeah. and I have a very sne- very strong sneaking suspicion that they're going to be doing the same thing for Safi Jiva, Kalf Turoth, uh, Ruiner Nergigante. I feel like they're going to be doing it for all the Elders. Um, I honestly really? think that. I think you're crazy because I think they said it was the final update. They, I mean, they, they said, said it was going right? to be the final update. They absolutely um, said they said it was going to be the final update, but I feel like. I feel like we're probably going to get more stuff. That's an update to add a new monster. Well, uh, if, even if it well, is AT. I, like, I, I've got a feeling. I'm fairly positive this is the maybe, end. Maybe. Or maybe they'll do some minor adjustments where they'll put in some patches where they'll add stuff to and a lot it, of these hunts. If it wasn't, it would have been data mined yeah. by this point. Because it would have had to have been in this update. I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to say what my who my sources are, but, you know, he has been getting some information for data miners, and I don't know how accurate they are, but he's been talking about um, new Kulturoth materials and new Safi Jiva materials. I don't know if it's true. I'm not encouraging speculation. Ugh, I'm not going down that route, I promise. I just... But, I mean, it, it, it could be a thing. I'm not saying it is... 
but it could be a thing. All right, Morg. Okay, yeah, Morg, yeah, you know what? Yeah, let's just, just cut it. Cut. Right. It's a wrap. We're all good. End of the episode. Moving on. Bye-bye. Good night, folks. <laughs>